Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Pulled from the hottest topics coming across our news desk, I'm Alyssa Branch, and this is Housing Wire Daily. In today's episode, Housing Wire Editor-in-Chief Sarah Wheeler joins Housing Wire Digital Producer Victoria Jones to discuss why the FHFA is reviewing Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac executive compensation for the first time in nearly one decade, as well as the topics the Housing Wire editorial team will cover in the week ahead. But before we listen, here's a brief word from our sponsor. At Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group, we know your vision of success is unique to you. That's why your goals and our culture of support go hand in hand. We give you the tools and support you need to thrive and live your best life. Come home to Atlantic Bay. Visit JoinAtlanticBay.com to explore what's possible. Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group, NMLS number 72043, is an equal opportunity employer. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Housing Wire's Monday Morning Cup of Coffee, which is a segment of Housing Wire Daily. My name is Victoria Jones, and I'm a Housing Wire's digital producer. Today, I'm joined with Housing Wire Editor-in-Chief Sarah Wheeler. Sarah, thanks for joining us today on Facebook Live. Of course. Excited to talk about what's going on. Absolutely. Well, listeners, today we'll be discussing some of the hottest topics that came out of the newsroom last week, as well as what stories we're likely to discuss this week. So, Sarah, before we dive in on that, what were some of the topics that caught your eye last week? I know that Fannie Mae has given mortgage servicers the go-ahead to use third-party digital vendors to verify income and asset information, and data from the Mortgage Bankers Association indicates mortgage credit availability increased by 1.4% in May. But what specifically was of interest to you? Yeah, those are both uh, really big things. I think anytime you can get a a go ahead from Fannie or Freddie on any sort of like, yes, automation, especially for uh, verification purposes, huge help to servicers, especially right now. Uh, But yeah, I think the Fannie and Freddie executive compensation uh, story that we did last week is really interesting. So early in the week, we had an HW Plus story about how um, you had a number of really high-level executives leaving Fannie Mae over the last year. And some of that, of course, you know, you would expect um, new administration, all of that, but um, it, it's been a pretty high number. One of the things that was is definitely a factor in in for the GSEs for both of them is just that they have uh, a limited amount of money they can make. I mean, they're executives at some of the largest and most important companies in America. I mean, you could say that they, you know, their influence on everyday homeowners is extremely large, and yet, you know, because after the financial crisis, their their compensation is limited in a way that, you know, if they are in the private sector, it's not like that. And we know that so many people, you know, they join Fannie and Freddie for the mission. They're, they're, they're lifers, we call them, you know, they, so, I mean, these are people who are really dedicated to public service, but at some point, if you don't have the right compensation, you're just not going to get the right people. So we wrote that story, I think on Monday. And then um, last week, you know, um, I'm sure it had nothing to do with our story, but um, <laughs> LOL, um, you know, then then the FHFA said that they would, you know, look at Fannie and Freddie executive compensation. And I think it's, the time is right. You know, after the financial crisis, I understood everyone would understand why we did that. But looking forward, you know, just the fact that they're in conservatorship doesn't mean that, you know, you can't um, compensate those people effectively. So I thought that was a really interesting story. Um, we also had the California radical home buying experiment. 
That's very interesting. You know, we've been reporting on the different things um, that are going through Congress right now at the federal level to help first-time home buyers. So there's a grant for first-generation home buyers, and there's uh, a tax credit for first-time home buyers. Both of their those are way, working their way through. We'll see what gets through. Um, you know that process. But on a state level, I thought this was pretty interesting. And um, you know, it's basically they're gonna um, they're gonna pay for up to 45% of a home purchase cost for a first-time home buyer. So 45%, um, which you can see, and they're, they're really uh, targeting this for, you know, to, to try to increase some, some of the uh, underserved populations who, who are shut out of home ownership right now. But you just think, you know, California, historically high home prices. The problem, I mean, that that is a good thing, but also increasing demand um, you know, we talked about that at the federal level, those federal programs to increase demand. Um, right now we have record low inventory. So one of the things, you know, that people have said is that that's great. You know, that is really great to help people get into more homes, but we have to address inventory and we have to address the, the supply side before maybe we, you know, continue to pour fire on the demand side, which, but, but I do think it's really interesting that a state is doing that. And, and as the story says, you know, California has led the way in a lot of things that then, you know, like you think about the emissions, the tailpipe emissions, workplace rights, a lot of things they've led out on have led to like, you know, as they go, then the whole nation goes. So it'll be really interesting to see if that gets passed, um, what that looks like. But again, I mean, it comes back down to how are we going to get more inventory because, you know, the, the problem is not, <laughs> it, it is it is a problem that people are shut out of homeownership. But one of the reasons they are is that there's just not enough inventory. Those are two really interesting stories. And I definitely encourage our listeners to go check those out. But um, let's discuss this week's likely stories. We just got out of this morning's roundup. So what stories is the newsroom going to be focusing on this week? Well, we have been waiting for a couple of weeks now on the Supreme Court decision on the structure of the FHFA, but specifically whether the, the uh, director, uh, the way that they've done the leadership there is constitutional. And so we thought it was coming down last week several times. We thought this morning we'd hear it, but uh, they just announced they're not, uh, you know, the thing they announced had nothing to do with uh, FHFA and now it might be Thursday. So we're keeping a really close eye on that. Um, we, you know, we have different sources. Some of them think that they are going to come, the Supreme Court's going to rule that um, the FHFA structure is unconstitutional, which would, you know, put Mark Calabria in a, in a very interesting spot and it might be a, a radical change there. So we're actually doing a follow-up story on, you know, if that's the case, if that happens, who might be likely to be in this place? So um, that's definitely a story we're, we're looking at and working on. Um, economic news this week, we have the Fed meeting. Uh, we really, you know, no one expects rates to change. They've they've been very clear about don't expect a rate change. They're only just talking about talking about some some changes and easing. But um, you know, there are a lot of things happening. You know, over the weekend, Twitter had a crazy. You know, economic Twitter was up in arms. So we have uh, our own lead analyst, Logan Motoshami, who wrote his latest um, on bond yields and inflation and what you should be looking for and and what that means for the housing market. And you know, we always look to him to kind of take that economic news and be like, okay, you're in, you're you're a loan officer, you're a real estate person, whatever. Like, how what does that economic news mean to me and mean for my business? So he has a new one out this morning. Um, really excited. I would encourage everyone to go read it. It's bonds, bond yields foretold housing and economic recovery. And then in addition, um, this week we have our Engage Marketing Summit, which we're super excited about. It's our fourth annual. 
Um, it is going to be amazing. And Doug Duncan actually is going to kick off that summit with um, that morning. It's on Thursday. So everyone should tune in, uh, register for that. Uh, Doug Duncan's going to kick that off with an economic forecast. And their their new forecast comes out that morning. So we're really excited to be able to talk to him right after that and, and get the skinny for like, what's the rest of this year look like? What does the second half look like? So really a lot of things coming up. Oh, and one more. Appraisal discrimination is something we've been really following a lot. And uh, we have a, a two-part series coming out uh, this week on that. So many exciting topics. Really, really interested to read all of those stories you mentioned as well. But what stories or topics do you think people should be ta- paying attention to right now that maybe they aren't? Um, you know, I, I'm always, uh, you know, the CFPB last week got a little bit, um, it, it was interesting because they kind of got their hand slapped by an unusual uh, source to, to be like, hey, you need to shore up your fair lending. And I just think fair lending, um, you know, over the last four years has kind of, you know, took a back burner. Um, The Trump administration um, rolled back some of those things. Those are coming back in force and people really need to be paying attention to that. And the fact that the CFPB was taking a task to say, hey, you need to make sure that um, your enforcement of fair lending is up to snuff is like, wow, I, you know, uh, I'm not sure when the last time we were like, hey, CFPB, you're not enforcing enough. You need to do more. If, if I'm running a business, a mortgage business, paying attention to what that looks like is, is really important. So I think anything on fair lending um, is, is just very timely. Thank you, Sarah. Well, listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to another live recording of Monday Morning Cup of Coffee. Hope you guys have a great week and we'll see you back here next Monday. Until then, check out Housing Wire Daily. You don't want to miss out on all the amazing interviews that we have planned for this week. So thanks again. Now more than ever, the housing industry is looking to its leaders for answers. That's why each week, the Housing News Podcast invites a new mortgage, fintech, or real estate executive to the show to provide its listeners with more perspective on the announcements and news stories crossing Housing Wire's news desk. Hosted by Sarah Wheeler and produced by Alcina Lloyd, the Housing News Podcast is now available on iTunes, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and more. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode and we'll catch everyone back here again tomorrow.